Welcome to Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the show, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. Peter! You muppet. If you like this podcast, hit us up on iTunes, the five-star review. We appreciate you and we love you. And check out patreon.com slash super NPC radio. I'm your host, Mr. AAA, the Cod King, Nick Banana Costanza. Joining me as always, my fearless co-host, the Moss Man, Baby Tyler Schnub. Miles. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> That's a really good micro impression. Thanks. Appreciate that. Eater slightly annoyed by Miles. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, baby Tyler, house games. Games are good. Uh, doing the, you know, doing Spider Man Two, of course. But I'm also uh, I'm trying to play Super Mario Wonder. But let me. That's this. This is like this. Thing, that's too much for babies. Finally, a baby game that outbabied Baby Tyler. It is like if Super Mario was mixed with like Coco Melon or something. It's it's a little too much for me, I think. And they turn into elephants in this game, right? Yep. Don't like it. Remember when they turned into cats in Super Mario 3D World? Mm-hmm. Yeah, elephants, it was nicer. Yeah, elephants just feels like diminishing returns on cats. It's and it doesn't do anything. It it you just spout water out of your nose. That's it. I could do that now. <laughs> yeah, he's good at it. How's games for you? Games is good, Tyler. Thank you for asking. I've been playing Resident Evil Two for our Patreon Games Club. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I'm getting into it. Okay. I I didn't like these kind of games before. Right scary spooky games no thank you what do you like about it it is scary spooky it is pretty silly i think that's part of it it has a certain camp factor that sure. lessens the spooky yeah um, game's good i i finally met in game our friend mr x who shows up on the podcast yeah that's true uh i was uh, jude uh, did you freak out when you saw him? I am not someone who gets scared in my adult life. When this guy showed up in the game, my heart rate skyrocketed. I, I mean, I was like, I was too scared to do anything. Yeah. I'm not even joking. <laughs> did, you, did you shoot off his hat? He does. He goes down and picks it up. I did, yeah. I okay. got an achievement for that. This is a character for I guess you can't kill him in the game. He chases you around to the map in an already spooky haunted police station, and there's basically nothing you can do but run away. Yeah, and you hear him rustling around upstairs and opening doors looking for you. It's it's terrifying. <sighs> His voice on this show sucks. <laughs> uh well, he's not here today, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, but who is here is our fantastic guest. We have a, a, a three-timer, member of the three-timers club, Tyler, mm -hmm. actor and improv teacher, Will Hines. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks, guys. Hello. What's up, bud? Is, 
I see your friendship is <clears throat> thriving. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's Thank you no for saying more so. Ad, no more adversarial than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's, a po- that's a positive. Th- yeah. yeah. For a while, it couldn't be more adversarial. Right. I think... I think we've become more friends. Okay. We've hung out since hmm, since we saw you last, maybe twice. <laughs> that's that's pretty good for for podcast friendship. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, we went to a show that we accidentally just happened to be going to separately, <laughs> uh, and sat next to each other. Didn't say much. No. And then we went to uh, an actual show together on purpose. Mm-hmm. Had a little okay. bit more to say. Okay. And that okay. started because I just texted Tyler, hey, I'm going to go to this. And I got an extra ticket. Would you like to come with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said yes. Sure. So the, the least possible effort and planning on his part, he still he said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You couldn't have made it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you want to lock me down, don't make me do much. Yeah. <laughs> And I gave him a ride too. Yeah, I, well, I was out of a car. <laughs> well, how's games? Games are pretty good. I've uh, I've been playing a lot of Spider Man Two. Before that, I was I got sucked into Slay the Spire. Mm. Uh, before that, I did Breath of the Wild, which I know I'm years behind, but I had never I did I got a Switch uh, this year in order to play Tears of the Kingdom, which I still have not played because I played Breath of the Wild, which was great. But then I just needed a Zelda break. So I'm going to go back to tears at some point. Um, and I play Curse of the Golden Idol on Switch. Just like a little puzzle game. It was fun. Okay. But, I did um, think it was a Tomb Raider game that I didn't know about. <laughs> they all sort of sound like that. And I, yeah. I get them all confused. Yeah. I think um, all of them are Temple Run, that old iPhone game. Yeah. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. So um, games are games are pretty good, but I've been I've been wrapped up in Spider-Man Two. I hundred percented it. I'm playing through it a second time at the ultimate difficulty. Damn, that is amazing. Not to not to big dog you, but that's that's where I'm at. Okay, and well, you have, and uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I uh, that's yeah. It, this this game just came out. It's pretty incredible, to be honest. Um, yeah, I two and a half weeks ago, two weeks ago, two and a half, yeah, probably two weeks ago. That sounds right. Yeah. Two weeks ago. That's when I had money last. <laughs> well, as of last night, I have also 100%ed that game. Ooh. Lord. I haven't beat it on Ultimate. I might wait until New Game Plus and knock sure. out New Game Plus and Ultimate together. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Will, I wanted to talk very quickly about Slay the Spire. Okay. This is the game I have played the most on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And are you? how are you at it? I'm good at it. I still shy away from some of the higher ascension levels. Uh, if you've progressed to that stage where you can make the game harder for yourself. Yeah. Um, I've beaten the game on the first three guys. I haven't used The Witcher yet. Is that the final one? The, the Watcher. Watcher. The Watcher. Uh, I haven't used The Watcher yet. Uh, but I have one on the first three, so I've gotten like Ascension level one is available to me. But I don't even. I'm not good. I yes. guess is the is the short version. I can't. I can't. I cannot hang when it's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> you can. It's, I guess, huh? 
I can, but it's it, like you said, it's difficult. Um, I just kind of love the strategy of certain characters. So for the listener, uh, if you haven't played this, we, we've covered it on the show with uh, Courtney Venez, I believe. Um, it's a roguelike card collection game. You're basically building yourself a deck of cards that you'll use in combat as you try to go up a ladder style um, endless series of fights. Uh, and so there's different characters. I love the defect, the robot character. Yeah. I just like having as many orbs as possible and just cycling through them. I think it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. I and like the defect too. My second favorite is actually the watcher. I would highly recommend checking that character out. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't do it. I can't do cards in video games. Yeah. You just set rules for yourself so you can limit how much joy you experience in your life. Is That's that what's correct. going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you might, you might, it's a really well-designed game, pretty universally regarded, but you're just like, no, I'll make an arbitrary restriction that stops me from having fun. Are you also like, you don't eat red foods or something like that? Uh, you know, uh, red meat. Uh huh. But all red foods, just like so you don't have strawberries or you know what I mean. That's to me what it sounds like when you're like, I won't have sure. cards. I'm like, well, there's some bad card games on video ones, and this is an extraordinarily good one. This is the, uh, I'm gonna and, come at you this hard for the rest of the podcast. I, by the way, I, I I would love it. Uh, okay. uh, it's it's uh, we don't know each other that well. Like, not we don't too have well now. Friendship where this is like justified. Yeah. Um. It, it it's 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 the way I talk to Nick. You know, okay. Yeah, um, big dogs coming in, and and the shit's gonna roll downhill. So I'm gonna shit on Tyler, and Tyler can shit on Nick, and right. Nick and I will be friends. That's what's gonna happen. That'll be wolf, great. It'll wolf. be like one big Aurora Boris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, favorite character from Disney's Loki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, I think you astutely pointed out that Tyler and I were less adversarial, so you wanted to bring more of that aggression. And I miss it. Feel- I think. That's what makes this podcast tick is the hot takes, the fights, the, you know, the, the anger. <laughs> That's why people like listening to podcasts, the discomfort. Yeah. Uh, you can, uh, you can really feel it on this one for the most part. <laughs> uh, I like, I like fighting games. Okay. Uh, I'm not, it's not my only thing, you know, mm-hmm. I like, uh, I, I, I practice at those and I like, I liked and I like to drive around in a game. These okay. are the things that I like. Okay. Traversal. Traversal. I like yeah. to do that. Uh, I d- and I have fun with those. And I think cards um, are for real life. Okay. I sort of feel like if I'm playing a card game, I'm going so to you be You like it in real life. I'm hmm, no. Um uh, I guess I don't. Um, I'd, I'd prefer it, uh, in real life than in, what about like poker in red dead redemption? No, 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 not for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you know, get a car in that game. I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty happy. (laughs) Do you like riding the horse in red dead redemption? I do. I think that's fun. Yeah. It's pretty close. Similar. It's it's similar. It's similar. This horse is going pretty good in red dead redemption too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rev them up. Yeah. Um, well, I like Slay the Spire. I don't know what to say. I like Slay the Spire. I think it's really fun. The, it's, it's a very percussive game. Like, card game sounds like nothing, but actually the dealing of the cards and the picking them up, there's just, like, satisfying sounds and stuff like that. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the card aspect of it too. That's kind of what <laughs> trip brings me back time and time yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will, have you heard about this little game called Baldur's Gate Three? Mm. Yes, but yeah, the D and D game. Yeah, mm. are you a, a, an owner? I'm not. I haven't. The size of it has scared me off. I I still have a copy of Elden Ring. I haven't even started. I, um, and so some of these games are so massive that regardless of what the acclaim is, and I've heard nothing but good things about Baldur's Gate 3, but it's just like I finished Breath of the Wild, and then it was like, should I start Baldur's Gate 3? And I was like, I can't do it. I, and that's when I did Slay the Spire because it's like such a small game. You know, you can play a game of Slay the Spire in 15 minutes or whatever. Right. You take it. Take a, take a little break. Yeah, from, from the... and then I knew Spider-Man 2 was coming out, and that was going to be a must-play for me. So I sort of was like, I'll wait till after Spidey 2 before I get my next big meal. And I don't for know, sure. Elden Ring versus Baldur's Gate 3, I know they're quite quite different experiences, but mm. or Tears of the Kingdom. Those are my, what should be my next big game. They're all so different. They're different, and yet all sort of circling a similar medieval fantasy, fantasy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I, of those three... I put my hat in the ring for Baldur's Gate 3 if you're looking for another full-on time sink. I think it's so great, and it has what the others don't. It's the freaking horniest game I've ever played. It's <laughs> it's horny as hell, yeah. that's yeah. There's no question about that. I went um, skinny dipping with my lover last night. In that did you? Game. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I... Here's the thing. I, I I think I brought it up on this podcast. I made uh, I made a character with my little brother. Uh, I made a character, of course, sort of based off of me. His name is Ty Lord Schnipples, and this this game is, you know, as we've said, very horny. But it bleeped out Schnipples. <laughs> it wouldn't. It so yeah. it's it's Ty Lord asterisks. Um, <laughs> It it just won't let it won't let me see it. Yeah, but you can choose whether or not your character is circumcised. But you can do that. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, and yeah. we won't take a stand on that. Does being issue. circumcised <laughs> or not like um, have any effect on your like abilities? Do you have like better defense if you're not circumcised? You know, it depends on how you roll. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Better defense, but lower intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, my character is a half orc monk, and she's very beautiful. Um, and she uh, she just bangs everybody in camp. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get in on this. Will <laughs> it sounds? I had no idea about that part of it. Careful about the naming, though. Don't 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 go too silly, or they'll punish you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Will Heinies. You think, you think that gets, yeah, like, that might get like asterisk. Yeah, you might get, yeah. in my experience. But then, yeah, but then, you know, Will Heinies might have the biggest hog ever, you know? Yeah, maybe. And you'll, and you'll be able to see it. Be great. Gosh, we're having so much fun talking about <laughs> video games. I guess it's time for our first segment. Hmm. It's too bad, guys, you know, because I... I have so many thoughts on Spider-Man 2, but we have to do these segments. Um, is that a cue for one of us to do something? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. it is confusing. <sighs> Am I supposed to do something there? Screw it. We're just going to talk oh. about Spider-Man. Oh, I got okay. it. I got it. Okay. All right. I love it. 
Was that yeah. the best executed fake out in history? <laughs> I oh. think so. Yeah, I think it was. It's got to be. Let me check because I, I, I have the rankings of the best fake out of history here in my phone. Yep. Yeah. Move to the top. Wow. <laughs> they, they heard about it. It's been categorized. It's number one. Mm. Jimmy Wales at Wikipedia. Listen up. <laughs> I'm just going to do my intro for Spider-Man 2 right now. And then guess what, guys? We're talking about Spider-Man 2 all episode. Hello, I'm Connor McCabe. I'm Jeremy Schmidt. And me, Otacon. And we're here with Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. <laughs> and that's the zombie who lives in the library of the Raccoon City Police Department. And there it is. I just pissed myself. That's right. This police station has a library, and the library has a zombie. We're here circling the big table in the center of the library to tell you about the Resident Evil 2 Remake Games Club. Every Friday, we drop a new episode covering another chunk of Leon and Claire's adventures through Raccoon City in the RE2 remake. Great question, Library Zombie. You can find the podcast by joining our Patreon. It's available at the $10 DJ Toad tier. <laughs> That's right. You should sign up today at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Say, Library Zombie, what are you doing here in the library? <laughs> You're looking for a specific book? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Why do you want to read that? <gasps> oh, you're trying to get ahead in your career. See, I didn't know zombies had careers. <laughs> oh, your job is biting Leon and Claire. Zombies have jobs just like us. I bet that makes for a pretty cutthroat work environment, huh? <laughs> Probably hard to make friends with your fellow zombies. <sighs> yeah, that does sound lonely. <laughs> Check us out today. Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is a 2023 action-adventure game. The third game in this iteration of this Spider-Man franchise, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Mary Jane Stun Gun team up to take on two of Sony Pictures' most villainous characters, Craven the Hunter and Venom. Retelling parts of the Venom comic arc, Craven's Last Hunt and Akira, uh, Spider-Man 2 received positive reviews. Will Hines, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Yes, Spider-Man 2018 is one of my all-time faves. It was yeah. the first modern video game I played. I loved it. I still love it. I've 100%ed it maybe seven times. It's mm. really stupid how many times I've played that game. Like, it's straight up dumb. I've done all the DLCs at least twice through. Miles Morales, I went twice through different difficulty levels. Played Miles on PS4, and then I got a PS5 and replayed it so I could see the graphics. Then I got the remastered version of the 2018 game, replayed that because I wanted to see it in the PS5, uh, you know, resolution and stuff. So yeah, I played it a bunch. So I was real excited for Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, I was too. Lifelong Spider-Man fan. We had you on to talk about the first game mm -hmm. um, back in 2020, I believe. Sounds right. Now, mm -hmm. there have been some developments in the Spider-Man world since then. For one... Spider-Wham, Spider um, no, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. I wanted to get your thoughts on that movie. I was very cynical, to No Way Home, you said, right? Yes. Yeah, I was very cynical going into it. I was like sick of the multiverse thing, which I generally am, just sort of tired of the multiverse gimmick. Um, okay. But I got to say, that movie worked on me, Like, and I credit Andrew Garfield, even though I think all three Spider-Men were really good, they all had several really good moments. Tobey Maguire had an excellent monologue at one point, but Garfield, Garfield carried the day, I think. Like, 
he had a sort of energy for Peter Parker that I could not appreciate in his own shitty movies, shitty, not, not by any of his fault. And in this well-directed, well-constructed movie, he really shone. And I was like, that's Peter Parker. And um, it kind of won me over. So I walked out of the theater. Also, I think it was like one of the first movies I'd seen in a theater in quite a while just because of how it timed out with lockdowns and stuff. So I was kind of hyped. This is despite the fact that I was sitting next to a man who was at least 45 years old, dressed as Venom, sitting next to me, which I was like, this I was like, you're... You're we- you're weird. Venom's not in this movie. No, he must have been so disappointed. You're, you're close to my age, and you are cosplay. But then again, I was like, we're all we've all been in lockdown. I can't judge too much. Um, but despite that weird man's presence, and I went solo. I went up to the I went up to the Americana uh, at 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 Brand and um, went solo, and I loved it. I I was completely won over by it to my own to my own surprise. Yeah, it's it's a great time at the movies. It's very fan service heavy, but you know what? They nailed the execution of it, I think. The yeah. parts of the movie I don't like are in the first 30 minutes, how they just kind of brush over the far from home plot. And then Doctor Strange just doesn't really do it for me in these movies that much. I kind of agree, too. And it's strange because Benedict is really great, great actor and he looks like good casting. He looks the part like he looks yeah. good. But it's not clicking for me the way like Robert Downey Jr. did in Iron Man, certainly, or even Paul Rudd as Ant Man. I don't, and I couldn't tell you why. It's not like I could direct Benedict differently. There's just, and, and I don't, maybe I don't know what I want from Doctor Strange. You know, I as agree. a character, I might be a little, I might be a little meh on Doctor Strange. So maybe there's just no upside for Mr. Cumberbatch to, to get, to get me with. But mm-hmm. I will say that the Marvel movies in general, even, including the Sony Marvels. Uh, I'm sick of him. Like I, I have Marvel fatigue, and I think this has nothing to do with the quality of any individual film. I'm just a little this because this is what happened with comic books too. I would I'm a big comic book fan, but I go through phases where I'm just like sick of the medium of a superhero story, and not even the greatest superhero story can move me when I'm in that mood. And I'm a little bit there with Marvel movies. I, I'm, I'm sure that I'll come back, but I've been spoiled by just how many how many choices there are. And I'm a little sick of the kind of broy frat attitude. They're, they're all kind of like action movie nerd action movies. I could go on for a while. I actually I would. I really, I really like no, no way home. I really like no way home. Like I, I truly had a great time. Um, but I was surprised because I've, I've, I've come to be a bit tired of all of them. Um, Tragically. So, I, I agree with you. Tyler, please let us know your thoughts. I love everything except the Spider-Man movies, trying to be a little uh, contrarian. <laughs> yes, also, Will, um, his favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. That just can't be true. It's true. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. I have a story about this. Mm-hmm. I know we, we got to move on, but I got to tell you my Attack of the Clones liking story. Please. So when the prequels came out, right, I was in, uh, living in New York City. I was in my 20s. Phantom Menace came out, and like everybody else at that time, it took me like a week to realize how bad Phantom Menace was. I was so amped for it that I went and saw it at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York City. I was like, that was great. And then a week later, I was like, wait, was it great? And I went and saw it a second time. I was like, wait, this movie sucks. This movie is (laughs) stupid. Why did I like it? 
So by the time Attack of the Clones came out, the spell had broken on Star Wars movies. But I had a friend of mine my age who had loved Star Wars his whole life and was still in denial. He would not let go of the myth that Phantom Menace was not not just an okay movie, which I can sort of let people skate by on thinking it's okay because of visual spectacle or I don't know. A lot some of practical kind of... effects. Honestly, it still kind of holds up visually. It, it still looks very cool. And there is a sort of indie movie freak flag thing about Phantom Menace. It was not written by a machine. It was written by a crazy man named George Lucas. So <laughs> there, there's some authenticity to it. So if you wanted to say it's okay, I'll, I'm there. But if you're like, it's good and fun, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. But my friend would not give it up. So he's like, we got to go see Attack of the Clones, man. Attack of the Clones is coming up. I'm there for it. I was like, this movie's going to be bad. He's like, it's going to be incredible. So we watched it, right? And I think this movie's terrible. I think Attack of the Clones is a terrible movie. And at the end of it, I turned to him kind of smugly. And I was like, so? He goes, this is still the craziest thing anybody has ever said to me. He goes, I think that's one of the top two movies I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I go, top two? (laughs) So much, so much over the top. I was like, what? He goes, what's number one? He goes, the Godfather. (laughs) So I'm like, wait a minute. Not even Star Wars? Like, not even Star Wars? Empire Strikes Back. This is number one of those. Like that. There's no. You're crazy. Like you lost your mind. But uh, in, I, so I don't know. Anytime anybody defends Attack of the Clones, I'm like, you're all you're all deluded. You're all deluded. Even well, if it's a bit. Even if it's a bit. Tyler Schnipples. I can't the, let it go. It's Tylord. But the, the uh, <laughs> it's uh, bleep that. Uh, bleep that. I'll bleep that in the edit. Um, here's my thing with Star Wars. Um, Star Wars is. Uh, I've said it many times on this show. The fan base is uh, hates every single bit of it except for one thing, which is like, I think The Empire Strikes Back is everybody's favorite. And it feels as though Star Wars fans hate all the other movies. And, I, and there is something to that. There is something to that. There, the, Attack of the Clones is the one I had the most fun in, I think, seeing in theaters. I probably remember the most sequences from that film. Mm-hmm. I the, guarantee, though, if you rewatch it, you'd find it so boring. It, yeah. uh, I think I did during the pandemic, and let me tell you, I did. Um, <laughs> but there's, the, I used to, uh, I had a, I had a little brother at, the, my brother was little at the time, uh, and we saw the third one. And this is why it's my, and the third one, uh, third prequel is my second favorite. Um, he he um because everybody hate everybody made so much fun of jar jar binks that poor actor and he's he's doing well now we like we like that he's doing well now he's a nice man he's a nice guy and in the third one and 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 nobody would blame that individual for the (laughs) for the shittiness of jar jar binks you know yeah like give me a whole like it's he didn't stand out as the only bad thing in the movie he did the assignment and the assignment yeah yeah he did what he was told yeah right and in the third one in that third prequel he comes out in like robes like he's a politician and my little brother who was like seven or eight at the time nudged me and like with a fist was like yes just because he walked on screen and i'm like you know what it's all just fun yeah. So my rankings are <laughs> Attack of the Clones, the third one. So dumb. Already that's wrong. I mean, the third one's better than the second one by like a little bit. Return yeah. of the Jedi. 
Uh, <laughs> probably we'll go Empire Strikes Back right now. I I, I think you're you're really it's really true, and I have thought about this, and I haven't heard somebody say it, which is like for such a passionate fan base, there's way more hating than loving going on by kind of mm. everybody. Yeah, it is. I, I would say Star Wars and Empire are sort of both like, you know, unassailable. I, I don't really hear either of them put to task too too much ever. Right. But every other chapter in this mythology is trashed hard by somebody, usually mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. It's almost I, remarkable how well it is held up. You know, like the Matrix movies is an interesting comparison because like the first Matrix movie was so beloved and then and the two sequels sort of bombed or three sequels, I guess. Right. I think the, four, I think the fourth one's a step up, but um, and, and it did not sustain like there's not like a Matrix verse and I don't think anybody wants one. But Star Wars, I don't know if it's a testament to just how much that first movie just hit with everybody. That where everyone everything is still drafting off that first film, but and by the way, it's last for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the song. dumbest. Just of the of the nine films. Mm -hmm. I mean, last place. Tyler Schnipples, That is maybe the dumbest thing I've heard anybody say, including my friend who said Tactical Clones <laughs> is in the top two movies of all time. And we will talk about Spider Man too at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you I'm ready both... to talk about Spider-Man too. I'm I'm so I'm so glad you asked because I was I mean I hundred percented it in five days and I'm in my second playthrough, so I'm I'm in it. I know you had talked about it with Connor McCabe on A his little podcast. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, on Jeremy's podcast. On Jeremy's podcast. But yeah. um you uh how how much had you played at that time? Ninety five percent. I was I was oh, all wow. but done. Oh actually okay. I, I had I had finished the main story. I, you know what? I had hundred percent of it that morning mm. and I had not done all the trophies. Now I've done all the trophies too. Gotcha. They're still, which are not that trophies. hard. They're, insomniac trophies are not, not too, too hard, but yeah, I, for whatever it's worth, I did them. Yeah. I believe I've platinumed this on PS4 and PS5 and you don't have to do much more than just play through it all the way. Like, yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Uh, which I love. Um, I love that too. I, I don't like the trophies where it's like, you know, lift up every ashtray or whatever. I'm like, what? Yeah. Just let me, let me have them. They're they're generally pretty fun things to do in the uh, summer. Yeah, visit Aunt May's grave. Always fun. A blast. It's a blast. <laughs> Can you do emotes in the in Spider Man Two with the camera? Can you like do sell? Is there a selfie mode that I haven't found yet? No, I haven't been able to find the selfie mode, and that's crazy if they left that out. Yeah, because that was. That's I was seeing some great first game, right? Yeah. Great screenshots of him being really excited in front of Aunt May's grave. Yeah, <laughs> that's so was, funny. There was something I was trying to take a selfie during one of Miles Morales's missions, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, it I was going to yeah. be super funny too. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, the world missed out. Do you want to explain the scenario? Um. I mean, it is actually pretty funny. Uh, you know, there's a mission at Brooklyn Visions Academy where you have mm -hmm. to help a guy ask his date out to homecoming. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of it, he has rigged two television displays uh, to say homecoming, but they're on different displays. So the first one says home and the second one just says coming. Uh, and, I, I, uh, I see this. I see this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was the two guys standing in front of it and I was trying to take a selfie with them. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite pull it off. 
Great. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 has gone to your head. Yeah, you're you're trying to hornify Spider-Man 2. I try. Pretty sexless game. Pretty sexless game. Yeah. It is. I well, uh, so I was playing it with my um with my roommate, she she was watching. Uh, she's a she's a queer person, uh-huh. and she was sort of uh, making comments like, like, are there any gay characters in this? And I was like, I don't know. But then it was like, uh, so many NPCs. There was like a mission where like there's like a fireworks mission, and he gets exploded, and in the gurney stands up like as she's asking this, and he goes, "Oh, my boyfriend was you know or whatever," and she's like, "Oh," yeah. and that like happened a bunch of times. I feel yeah. like. There's a there's a fair number of queer characters in Spider-Man 2. I think they are. The oh, major characters spoilers. are not. Mm. But um there's a there's a fair number for sure. One sure. side character has a little reveal. Um mm. well yeah, it's full spoilers for Spider-Man 2. Okay. From here on out. And just okay. just so you both know, I'm I'm clocked in at 50%. So do you want us not to reveal stuff beyond that? Here's the thing, and this is what I was going to bring up. I've been spoiled so much on accident just from being on TikTok. They have spoiled some major things, and I've, like, usually I'm, I'm like, fine with being spoiled because it's like I will. I think I can, I think I can, I can talk about it without really spoiling too much at all. Except sure, some too. stuff that I'm sure you've picked up from, from that. Yeah. Um, okay. there, there's also, you know, it's at, at the same time, I'm going to enjoy it, um, as it comes regardless, you know, so I'm not too worried, I guess is what I'm, I'm saying. So, well, you certainly okay. would have seen this moment, which mm. is that black cat is revealed to have a girlfriend. Oh, yes. right. Yes. 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 My roommate was cheering. And I feel like that's not a stretch at all for Felicia. Like, I feel like that would have been in the cards at any, that doesn't feel like. I mean, it'd be weird if Craven had a boyfriend, right? I'd be like, I can't see it. Right. But um, uh, there are some characters where it kind of fits, and I totally, be- I totally buy it. He, my boyfriend, he died from fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like I could see Craven as in sort of a Tiger King documentary scenario. <laughs> could be. <laughs> yeah. The big um, tiger. I shouldn't say that Craven couldn't be queer, but you'd have to do a little bit more groundwork for me to get there. Not that right. Felicia, I'm I'm there. Like I don't even need any anything at all. Mm. That was great. It 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 was um just a nice little bit of character color for her, and then she flits off into the night and uh, which to I think Paris. The, I think that is the best story battle in the game. The the portal the portal chase and then the black cat battle. There's awesome. a lot of great cinematic story battles in this game. They they really they really upgraded it in my opinion from the first game. And the Black Cat is the crowning jewel of these. Although a number yeah. of the other ones are really fun, but that uh, was that was a step up for me. I was like, "Woof! That was great." It, it was, was cool so one. cool. It felt like you're in the movies for a minute in a way where like I was I wanted to say I w- I'm in the same boat as feeling like I just haven't been happy with the direction they're going and to have a moment where you're chasing a character through Doctor Strange's portals and you briefly go to Antarctica it's yeah. awesome it it, it yeah. felt magical literally. is that what they're supposed to, their their Doctor Strange's stuff yeah yeah that was the sanctum sanctorum okay yeah that, that was a sanctorum? wand that the black cat stole from Doctor Strange yeah I see. Um, I didn't pick up on that. 
Yeah, well, um, Tyler's kind of a casual compared to Will and I. I mean, there was a battle at Doctor Strange's. I guess they don't say Doctor Strange ever. They say the Doctor and I. Thank you for your help. Right? There's a note. Oh, from you think maybe it was a Doctor Who reference? Could have been Doctor Who. Yeah. Staying in a house that looks just like Doctor Strange <laughs> in a Marvel Universe story might have been Doctor Who. Um, I think it was yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, I think Craven the Hunter kind of sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, I mean, that's been his deal in the comics forever. He was like, he's one of the original villains that the original creator Steve Ditko. He's one of the guys that Steve Ditko came up with. So he sort of is like kind of like sacred just because he's one of the guys that the original run developed. But of those dudes, he's generally seen as last place. Like Craven is goofy. It just seems kind of like an old 1950s pulp movie sort of, you know, safari white man in Africa kind of not like problematic as much as like lame, just kind of like, right. Just kind of stupid. However, he was elevated by in the 1980s by JMD Mateus and Mike Zeck when they did Craven's Last Hunt, the six issue series, one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time, starring Craven. Took you know, he went from like last to first in terms of he joined the A-Leagues with that story kind of permanently. It was it was massively impactful in terms of making Craven cool. And I do think they this game did a pretty good job of borrowing from that Craven, which is the depressed, suicidal, kind of Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon without the laughs, kind of like, I'll jump off this building. I don't care. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to throw it away, which does make Craven a lot more fun than he might be. I, I got to give it I got to give it to Insomniac. I think they made Craven about as cool as you can do. I would not. agree with that. I think that's a very nuanced take on it. I just feel like he's a character. his visual design is stupid. I mean, he's not. I, I'm, I'm, I weirdly am agreeing and disagreeing with you, or maybe we're on the same page. Like Craven's yeah, lame, the but they they did a lot with maybe a bad hand. Okay, I'll it's argue mostly... this. I think he looks badass. I think it's cool to wear the <laughs> cool coats like that. <laughs> Some of the final costumes you unlock in this game based on completing his side missions are so funny. <laughs> yeah, you can make you can dress Spidey up like Craven and boy does it look bad. You can dress both Spider-Man and Miles Morales up like him. It's one of the yeah, few they look costumes like Siegfried they share. and Roy just like swinging around just like gay coded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this looks crazy. This to me uh, this I am now looking forward to this more than anything in this game. <laughs> I cannot wait. I think it's fun. Like I, I like how many costumes there are, and there is a wide range of costumes from like cool to fan service to maybe deliberately uncool to sort of silly. This there is a, a wide fedora. range of them. Um, there's a fedora one actually. There is. Yeah, I've, I just unlocked it not too long I, ago. I love that one though. I don't. I would not call that uncool, but. It's um, it's it's just it doesn't fit, you know. Do you, like, you, well, actually, there's two fedora ones. You talk about Spidey or Miles? Miles. Miles is okay, kind yeah. of like vested. I think Miles one. looks pretty rad, but it's 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 just funny that it's like that, and then just his mask. To me, I don't yes, know. It, it's it's it just looks, it just looks goofy. Yeah, it does. On the same note, the bodega cat skin is one of my favorite, but oh. also, it's 
it ruins cutscenes because the cat just does whatever it wants yes, to. <laughs> I you say ruins, I say elevates. Like <laughs> I love the Bodega cat suit because then that cat just doesn't give a shit about what. Just like you say, cat doesn't care what part of the story you're in. Yeah. Also, the cat gets involved in the fights, which is fantastic. It that is, is cool. what I heard. Um, I that's uh, in one of the same videos. I was spoiled uh, for an ending thing. Um, it was like the cat actually fights with you know, like it, it'll add an extra hit in or whatever. Really I'm too fun. scared to uh, to to dress up as other guys in the middle of the story. It makes it makes me feel. Like I'm gonna miss out on something uh-huh. that they intended. Does that make sense? I I hear you. I didn't change my suit during the black suit moments at all. Like mm-hmm. through that whole storyline. I mostly I, I, I mostly did that too because it just doesn't make sense to have a non-threatening suit on. No, Maybe he's being corrupted by the symbiote. He's yeah, and then uh, the, I'm I'm currently at a part where they've started adding veins to his suit. Just uh, so sick. It's well, it's a little gross to me. Uh, vein stuff, uh, not for me. I actually think the first version of the suit is the grossest, where he kind of looks like a xenomorph, and he has like the liquid tendril tentacles on the back of his neck. It just mm. grosses me out to look at. It's it's definitely textured in a way that's uncomfortable, but. Yeah. That's effective, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. Like, in the comics, when he first gets the symbiote, it's a badass-looking outfit. Like, it looks terrific. So I kind of like the switch that it starts looking gross almost immediately on him yeah. as it, mm-hmm. like, is ruining him. I think that's rad. As he's uh, – he, he is uh, – he's he, – yes, I'm at the point in the game – where he is, his attitude has shifted. Like it's, he's getting veiny. He is, he's acting as if he's been at like a job for too long, mm-hmm. and he's starting to be like, I could for you, well, you know, getting upset that other people are getting like higher positions. You know, so for the for the listeners, I guess Spider Man at some point acquires an alien symbiote, which any comic book fan knows that mm. is that is Venom. That is the creature that in the comic book becomes Venom when it sort of takes over Eddie Brock. Uh, we saw it in the Spider-Man 3 movie, the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man movie. Expertly st- done there. Yeah. And that's and out of all the movies, that's top one for me. <laughs> oh it's in your top two. And then top two, yeah. That's It's that and Citizen Kane. <laughs> um, but uh, so the symbiote, is, it's exciting to see it in this game. And I, I think it's, my favorite part of this game is the symbiote and the descent of Peter and the corruption of Peter. And then the emergence of full venom. I almost cheered. Oh, uh, and I, that mission is amazing. I'm, I'm sure Tyler there. hasn't gotten there. No, but it's fine. We, we please talk about it because this I, is what I mean. You know that venom's in the game. Is that oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So venom's in this game and I will not get into details other than to say, I think they rendered him so well and he is evil and frightening and unsettling, I think better than the comics. Because in the comics, he, well, there's been a lot of it. The, the initial run of Venom stories with Todd McFarlane drawing him, even though it was legendary, it always looked a little 90s cheese to me, like a little yeah. bit like it should have been on the back of a pinball game, like with a sexy woman in a leopard suit and some like spider thing with a long tongue, like a little... A little too kiss uh, army. What's for this me. game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put but, this on the back of my truck. <laughs> but 
uh, I think they kind of skew to a bit more like evil and yes. threatening. And it scared the crap out of me in a way that I adored. A little and, and it ultimate. It's a little ultimate. Yeah, it's really terrific. Yeah, it does heighten. It heightens maybe one step too far for me it goes, right at the end. It goes far. <laughs> I was down. And I, I will not spoil this because I – but Venom goes far in terms of visual representation, and I was down for it. But I, I, my mouth – my mouth was agape. I put a picture on Instagram of <laughs> right as the final battle was starting. I was like, wait, what? And I, I'm here for it. So I was mm-hmm. playing with my roommate and he was like, is this from the comics? And I said, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we've had some Venom portrayals in the movies. What do you think about the Tom Hardy Venom movies? You know, believe it or not, I don't mind it. I don't love it, but I don't mind it. And I, I think it's better than Spider-Man 3. Like, I think it knows <laughs> it's tonal. Sorry, sorry, Tyler. It's, um, it's tonally consistent with itself. It's goofy. I even like the second Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage. Like, I mean, they're stupid, but they go down easy. They're simple. They don't break their own tone within themselves. I actually um, agree. And I think so the second I, I, is like, better. Like, I'd rather watch a Venom movie than more than ant-man quantum mania more than thor love and thunder more than a number of the disney plus tv shows you throw venom on i'm down like it's not the venom from the comics Hmm. you know it's it's a different animal but no i don't mind it talk to a couple scorsese's over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't like marvel movies only venom movies Um, yeah. If Scorsese I, comes out hard pro Venom movies, that'd be the best. <laughs> Carnage is amazing. The real art form is in Tom Hardy's portrayal of Venom. <laughs> I feel like on paper, Woody Harrelson as Carnage was a good idea, and it just did not work for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and Seems Tom like Hardy. Yeah. I, Tom Hardy's like such a weird performance in that. I like the Venom voice and then the choice in this game to kind of mirror that voice with Tony Todd. I kind of liked that. Um, it worked for me. But uh, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say in No Way Home, it bothers me so much that Tom Hardy's Venom is the one who gets transported to the universe. It's like such, I'm sorry, this is the most random plot hole, but he doesn't know Spider-Man's identity, so he wouldn't get sent there. It should have been Topher Grace as the cameo at the end. You're right. That logic is sound. You're absolutely right. Would have loved to see him again. And I'd like to petition Disney to make this change in a future edit. (laughs) Um, So I guess, let me just ask, do you guys like this game overall? Like, what's your overall impression? I... I I really enjoy it. Um, I'm really enjoying the the flying, the spider, uh, the web wings, web wings. Yes. Thank you. Um, I really like it. I also like that the fighting doesn't make me want to play the game for too long because it's so repetitive. So it is something that I will put down. I'll play for about an hour, hour and a half, and then set it down for the rest of the day. And I kind of enjoy that it's making me feel that way, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Um, it's, 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 what did we, uh, it's, it's very, it's rich. It's a very rich game. There's a lot going on. There's like a lot 
uh, happening all at once, and it's it's uh, for me in an hour and a half. That's all I need. Uh, I can't I can't keep going more than that. And uh, I sort of like you know it's it's the spectacle is really intense, and I think it's cool, but I can't do it for too long. I played I it obsessively. Mm. I couldn't stop. I needed to beat it. I love Spider-Man. Uh, I love these games, this style of gameplay. I don't know what to call it, except that it reminds me of the Arkham video games. Mm. It's the same kind of button timing combos. Whatever it is, it just uh, hits my dopamine levels in the right way. And I can do these fights forever. And I play them like I did with Arkham, where I will just set pattern recognition bonuses for myself of doing every single combo in every single fight and mm. i'll get like 127 combos and then i'm turning to my roommates and saying wasn't that cool and they have no idea what i'm <laughs> looking at um but i really liked it i i have some story problems that i don't think we can really touch on too much with tyler here which is um, okay uh, is it about the shins because i've seen that part <laughs> we do have to talk about that yeah it's the guy who plays harry is an actor from riverdale and i feel like he brings riverdale energy to this game <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually liked him but we'll touch on that overall i liked it i think i liked it more than miles morales just because it has a fuller story yes and yet, yeah i still think it has a thinner less depthful story than the first game did yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. Go for a will. Well, I um I love just the basic being in the worldness of it. The just swinging around and your basic garden variety combat that you get. I just enjoy that so much that the game is a joy. Uh and that's true for the Miles Morales game and the original game. And that hasn't changed. In fact, it's even a little, a little better. I think the, the traversal is snappier. The web wings are fun. The combat, I like the variations. It's not like revolutionarily different, but it's like it's a little tighter and snappier. So, just being in the world, I love it. Um, but I agree with you. This story is not as good as the first game. It's pretty pretty good, but um. I don't think I'm going to play through it as many times as I played that first game. There's just something a little lacking. I, I, I'm, I'm not even sure. Um, I'm going to say something negative about the game, which I feel bad because I do enjoy it. Like I'm playing it a second time, but I guess I'm disappointed that it is basically the same game as the first one, just amped up. Like the the you know from a larger standpoint, the balance of main mission, side mission lots of little thug battles mixed in with big story battles. It feels very similar to the yeah. first game. I mean, there's there's new mechanics and they've removed some of the mundane aspects of the first game in a nice way. Like it's, they've improved upon a lot of things. Like for example, I like that the car chases are a lot simpler in Spider-Man 2. In the first one, there was a lot more like button pushing you had to do to manage stopping a, a moving car. This one is like a one and done button push. And I think that's better. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little things like that that are smart, but they didn't really overhaul 
I don't, I don't know. There's nothing new in it. The The world, despite being larger by area, does not feel bigger to me in terms of what's available to you. Tyler, um, take your headphones off for a second. I okay, no statement. problem. I'll just I'll motion you to come back. I just want to talk about with this with specificity really quickly. Okay. On on the note of a seemingly positive change, Craven is just unceremoniously killed off by Venom. Yes. That's um right. I think that's ultimately a mistake because I think there's more irony in him being left alive that if everything he wants is to die then leaving him alive is the way to punish him in my mind so that's that's kind of like a personal choice yeah but I think it's the worst of all worlds they like lose a character yeah there's a there's a momentary shock that's like whoa I did not think that was going to happen but yeah the payoff's not great then I just mm -hmm. kind of forget that Craven was ever in the game and you're fighting these bases, but he's not around anymore. So it, it doesn't matter. And um, on a more basic level, just the idea of him didn't really track for me. And Silver Sable in the first game, it kind of makes sense when she shows up with a mercenary army. Someone totally has made her. I love Silver Sable in that game, and I never liked her in the comic. How Craven the Hunter is able to just take over the city, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's a misfire. The Lastly, the most spoilery thing is... Um, how you were talking about like the game feels like the same but amped up venom taking over the city too just felt so unnecessary it didn't feel like that character to me um i don't know i'd rather just and it felt really up. similar to the first game where it's like now the city looks different because yeah. of the villain that that's where it really felt like too much the same i love i didn't mind the boss fights with venom i love venom yeah i um i agree i agree with you there was it was a bit of a – I wonder if that's just sort of like they – you know, this game came out five years after the first one. So they couldn't depart from the infrastructure they had built. Like they built this game in 2018. Then for Miles, they move it to PS5, and they add Miles and some cool combat variations. Then from that, they kind of make everything bigger, but they don't add that much – I mean, I'm sure the developers would go nuts. They, I'm sure they added so, so much. But like, there's, there's not like, a, there's not like a whole new wing of experience to be had. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, but it's good still. Like, I, it is a better than service. It is an, it is a polished, you know, well constructed, amped up version of the first game. I don't think that's trivial. For um, sure. But, but. I just don't think it's going to be memorable. I the first one I think looms large in my memory, and I think this one's going to end up being forgettable. Uh, Spider Man I, Three I'm on DVD. Sorry, Spider Man Three on DVD is five dollars. That's what I was looking up while I wasn't allowed to listen. <laughs> I just rewatched it on Disney Plus. It's bad. It it has. <laughs> is it really bad? I watched Spider Man Two last summer, and that is an incredible movie. Always good. Well, it's last on my list, but it's really great. <laughs> um, Spider Man Two is it makes it into my best movies conversation. I think it it's one of the few superhero movies that fully transcends the genre. It's just like a good story, um, and good characters. The first one, I feel the same way for the first hour. And then when they're both suited up, it gets a little bit worse for me. Um, but uh, yeah, Spider-Man 3, it's just not good. Also, I didn't even realize this until this rewatch. Danny Elfman didn't do the score for it. I think that oh, drops it. 
Um, so strange. It's a weird, yeah, this is a one, one thing, and maybe I've dropped this on an episode recently, but I can't remember, uh, just about this game that my coworkers, like brother did the design for Sandman in this game. And I think Sandman is the best looking villain in this game to me personally. It is. It does look terrific. Like the opening battle is beautiful. It um, is stunningly beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, it's a showstopper sequence where I just wish something at that scale could look as good in a movie. It's just, it does the kind of it's thing. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. You can only do it in a game. It's amazing. It's and a, he's got it a, is cool a better, it's a better opening than the Kingpin opening in the, yeah, it does have a cool jacket. I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> it does. It makes that Kingpin opening look very quaint by comparison. Yeah. I mean, the Kingpin opening is a better tutorial. Like I've, played that game a million times and it is an excellent hey brand new game here here's how you play it like it is very good at that but it sacrifices some cinematic i don't know actually the, it's it's pretty good now that i think back on the kingpin game but it's it's blown away by the sandman opening like yeah at the, at the end of this open when it gets to like the actual title screen spider-man 2 i was i was like oh shit yeah and it didn't live up to that totally agree um but th i would say it's there's a good like um sandwich aspect because of the cold opener or whatever the opening sequence is so mind-blowingly great and then the portrayal of venom is awesome yeah and and that's and that's who you're dealing with at the end and so it's a pretty great start and end um quickly here let's talk a little bit about harry osborne okay um he shows up on the scene recast from spider-man one where he was played by scott porter from um uh remember no not remember the titans what's that other football show friday night lights mm. um and he played uh nightwing in the arkham games and he he did good he was just uh basically a voice on the phone in the first game talking you through right. the science missions yeah here he's recast by the actor graham phillips from riverdale and he he kind of shows up in the story trying to rekindle the friendship he used to have with Peter and Mary Jane before he was sick. He's been sick throughout both the games up until his return. And we find out that the cure is the venom symbiote. Um, yeah. But before we get to that aspect, he does have a mission where he and Peter ride bikes to their old school and the shins place. Yep. It is definitely too much for me. I wonder if to younger people who maybe don't have the same relationship with the movie Garden State are having a different reaction. I wonder uh, if this is what it was like for older folks to watch Pulp Fiction when it came out. And these like 70s hits had been repurposed for Pulp Fiction. If people who could like remember Jungle Boogie and like... Let's stay together. Would watch Pulp Fiction and be like, "What? You can't use Jungle Boogie in your stupid <laughs> rip-off film noir movie." And then me, twenty-three, is like, "This is the coolest song I've ever heard." Right. <laughs> I wonder if like there's some teenagers playing Spider-Man Two, like crying to Peter yeah. and Harry riding their bikes. I don't know. Recreating. Yeah. Just let's just go shoot hoops and listen to that on repeat. <laughs> I definitely cried during the sequence. Um, no, I didn't. I, that, <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I I laughed through it is the honest answer because it was very funny to me, but it was sincere enough that I kind of gave it a 
pass. I don't know. Not it, for me. I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> I felt crazy. <laughs> it's weird because the amazing Spider-Man films were written and directed by Mark Webb. Funny name. Everybody laughs. Uh, he did the 500 Days of Summer, and this game felt more like 500 Days of Summer than those movies did. There's yeah. a very strange sort of almost love triangle with Peter, Harry, and MJ, which is also kind of in the first couple movies. Um, I don't know. It was so rom com Yeah, the Harry stuff falls a little flat, like... You know, for all the success of Spider-Man as a superhero character, his um, his supporting cast is real mixed. And the best villain, even though Green Goblin is probably the most famous of Spideys, he's probably the number one Spidey villain, Doc Ock is it. Like, Doc Ock is the best villain. All of the great Spider-Man stories are Doc Ock stories. Um, and so the first game has Doc Ock. So you you both get Doc Ock as the villain, but you also get Otto Octavius as the friend. Yes. For the for the first half, and he's great also. Oh, he's and we talked about Harry. it. He just knocked it out of the park with that performance too. Yeah, the performance is great. The story's great. Yeah, it, and great. really, um, you know, a new father figure for Peter to have to try to try to save and then have to ultimately give up on. Like, uh, it was really really effective. Yeah, Harry doesn't. Harry doesn't work. I, I don't know what the fault is. I mean, Harry's also, I think, not great in the comics, usually. There there have been great Harry stories, but like generally speaking, Harry Osborne showing up, you're not like, oh great. This is gonna be a great story. Like, nobody cares. Like I'm always like this sad sack again. <laughs> Something bad is going to happen to him and I'm going to feel bad. And I don't know. I just it's kind of like, funny, like in the original Sam Raimi trilogy, when James Franco moves to the center of the story in Spider-Man 3, that's also the worst movie. I think like Harry and James Franco is an excellent actor, uh, you know, personal behavior aside. Like he's he's a wonderful performer, but I just think that character is not a not something you want to lean your story on. Can I, can Black, I ask? Black Cat's way better. What are the yeah. good characters in Spider-Man? J. Jonah Jameson, one of the all-time great supporting oh gosh, characters. No. Dr. Octopus. Um, you can know, I, I ask... liked Mr. Negative in this story. Mr. He... Negative, I dug in this story a lot. Hmm. Extremely well utilized. Yeah, Tyler, please. Um, as a, a th- I have not heard much from this character since the 90s, back when my I had like toys of that how do we feel about the hobgoblin this guy a good villain to have or is he just a throwaway one there were good stories but it is the most insane thing to just copy your other character and give it a, that's just like the dumbest idea for a character yeah well he's well he's got pumpkins it's yeah well so, they both have pumpkins <laughs> it's so dumb but, but he's I, orange there, were, like there the were great hobgoblin stories but it's just so crazy that that would be like Batman's got a new villain, the Moker. It's like, what? It's like the Joker, but he looks a little different. Like, what are you talking about? That's your idea for a villain? Yeah. Instead of white face paint, it's orange. <laughs> yeah. I think the Hobgoblin looks cool. Yeah, I think he looks really cool. <laughs> because the Green Goblin looks cool, so the color palette swap <laughs> version also looks kind of good. What's the shorthand summary of the Hobgoblin? Is he like an angrier Green Goblin? Green Goblin's like already three, angry. Like, he's that? one of those characters that has multiple identities, which also makes him hard to track. Can you try, try to freaking read that Wikipedia page? <laughs> and I think also the original Hobgoblin was a big like whodunit, you know, 
like who is he yeah and i think that the creators and the editorial staff disagreed and they fumbled the reveal because they were like setting up for it to be the kingpin's son i think or something like right. that. right the rose and then like they decided not to do that it's just like is it ned leeds and then he gets killed i don't even remember because it like didn't follow the build-up or whatever i I have a pretty good I, I remember some of the episodes of like the animated series where he was uh and I remember him hanging out with the with the Kingpin quite a bit, but I don't remember the resolve. So I don't know. Hop Hobgoblin's a miss for me, but um I don't so know. He's a he's CS tier for me. Uh <laughs> well, well Mr. Hines. Negative I loved. Mr. Negative really surprised me. I was sort of I was sort of half and half in him in the first game, and Mr. Negative looking for redemption got me good. Redemption stories, I love them in the Spider-Man universe because he's so much about having failed and trying to make up for it that uh, Miles forgiving Mr. Negative was the most moving part of the game for me. Like, I genuinely was affected by that. Agreed. In a way that the shins did not do it for me. So, <laughs> um, I, And I, I love just... the scream battle, the the... Uh, scream character which was insane and i laughed at it in a good way like yeah. i enjoyed the campiness of it tyler's not there yet but no. um that, that's just a little battle that i think is fun it definitely Before felt it. a little bit like a redux on the final dr octopus battle with the way that peter yells during the fight it just felt it felt like they were starting to double dip into an emotional outburst during the fight yeah oh i i, I agree although i would yeah, I mean, I agree. It reminded me a lot of the Miles versus uh, Tinkerer, oh, Miles yes. versus Finn boss battle, which I think is the worst battle in all of the games. My my take on Miles Morales <laughs> is not is like the first half of Miles Morales is incredible. Yeah, and then it just falls off and becomes incredibly boring. But the first half of that Miles game is so beautiful and lovely, and it's terrific. Yeah, um, um, but it ends badly, think... so you walk away being like, "That game kind of sucks." It's like, eh, only half sucks. It just decides to speed run its own beats at the end of the game, just kind of trying to give him an origin. But I don't know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Also, I thought yeah. it was harder. <laughs> like, I was losing way more fights in that game. I think that, yeah, that's true. That's true. Will Hines, sounds like you're a fan of Spider-Man 2. But I am. I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I wish in another universe there was some reinvention leveling up, but I don't mind. I don't mind a good a good second beat that's just the first beat again. You know, I like the first beat, so serve it up to me with better graphics, I'm down. Well, you ever been inside it? Well, no. No, I haven't. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Why? We thought you'd say that. Uh, and... You remember that reactivator that I gave you like a while ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about it? If you put your PS5 copy of the disc into the game, then we can actually go into the game together right now. Holy sh- you kidding me? Yeah. We did this with you once before in the last game. It's coming back to me. Sure. And and to be fair, we were just sort of getting our legs as a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You now this is going to be a smooth us. running machine with no problems is what that, you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's right, exactly what I'm promising. <laughs> let me let me put this disc in then. Thwip, thwip. Here we go. Thwip, <laughs> <laughs>
uh, Mr. Jameson, um, I, uh, what is it? I, uh, uh, sorry. I, I know I haven't, what? I, I'm sorry. I'll speak up. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I, I know I haven't come to you with a great story in a while. Not a great story. That's saying the half of it. You haven't given me anything but garbage in 15 years. Who are you? Uh, Ty Lord, uh, sir. Ty Lord? <laughs> yes. We, uh, uh, I, I think all What's that's about- you think I'm running a newspaper or a charity? Sir, I've been, uh, I think I finally have a story that I think you're going to love. I'll be the judge of that. Let me see. It's all about this new supervillain that's taking over the city. His name, the Hobgoblin. <laughs> what? Tell okay, is it something like the Green Goblin? Yeah. The Goblin I, was one of the most terrifying villains to ever strike New York City. Yeah, he scared me on a rooftop. And we got to chatting, and I sort of got the behind chatting? the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what, yes. What do you, what did you, what, how did it move from confrontation to chat? Well, he did <laughs> stick me up. He was going to rob me. Uh, and, and then, then I was. started talking? Cut to well, the confrontation. I just want one thing, one thing only. Uh huh. Get my name in the newspaper. <laughs> That's it. People should be as scared of me as they are of the real Creed Goblin. But I'm Cut my back. own unique character. Cut back. What's up? Why was there a crime committed? I don't know how to. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't justify putting the name of just a weirdo in a costume. The crime committed was that he was trying not to pay for the subway, and I I sort of called him out. I said uh, that you actually have he to pay for that. didn't actually even do it. You stopped him before he didn't pay for the subway? He was about to jump the meter, Mr. Jameson. Ty Lord, this isn't news, all right? I've got my son flying to the moon again today. That's going <laughs> in the newspaper. I've got Spider-Man retroactively causing Watergate. That's going on the front page. Why should I put the Hobgoblin thinking about jumping the turnstile, you idiot? I'm giving you a noogie. Come here. Come here. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Back to Tyler on the subway. So, dude, did he like the idea? <laughs> no, he gave me a damn noogie. I feel so pathetic. You don't think I'm pathetic, do you? Oh, no. No, you're not pathetic. I'm just going to jump this turnstile real quick here. Hey! He's jumping! What? He's jumping! Are you tattling on me again? You know what? I'm robbing you. I'm robbing you for real this time now. Come back to JJJ. So now he robbed you. Yes. All right. I have Another. proof. What's your proof? I wrote, well, I took, well, I'm out of money. <laughs> Let's see the wallet. Let's get it. Parker, get in here. Get a picture of this guy's empty wallet. Parker? <laughs> yes, get Mr. Jameson. Where's Peter Parker? I'm here. I'm here. Get in here. Take a picture of this idiot's empty wallet next to him. All right. Look more sad, Ty Lord. Look more sad. You got no money, Ty Lord. Uh, right, you're a loser. You're a loser. This is humiliating. Page, dickless wonder, robbed by new villain. <laughs> that's mis that's pretty good, Mr. Jameson. Damn right, it's pretty good. You don't get pretty good to win one Pulitzer and be on the short list for two more. And I should have won those. <laughs> yeah, you should have, sir. I should have. That's right. Whatever gets the heat off of Spider Man. Uh. You said he don't was forget my new editorial, Spider-Man invented COVID. <laughs> oh, not again. You can't prove it didn't happen. Go back to the Hobgoblin. 
I, you know what? I'm going to have to go bigger with my crimes. He won't publish me. I don't have anything else I can take from you, Ty Lord. I guess I'm just going to have to uh, <laughs> jump this turnstile again. <laughs> we cut to the Hobgoblin's lair where he's got a bunch of flunkies who are there to do Hobgoblin stuff. Uh, Mr. Hobgoblin, sir? Yes. Uh, so listen, um, I know that we have a lot of crimes planned for today. But I got to tell you, I can do like an hour, hour and a half of these, and then I am just bored. And I, I got I to gotta walk away for like a day, which honestly, I love the work-life balance of that. Normally, I'm, an, I'm a binge crime doer. But right. only wanting to do an hour, hour and a half of crimes a day is like so nice. Are you meeting your quotas? Not quite, not quite. I I meeting okay. some quotas at like half half quotas, you know. Hey, listen, I tell everyone, if you want to work on your own schedule, that's okay. But we have numbers we have to hit, people. I we know, have to sounds, jump. Look, could I just suggest that we do some new crimes? Like we only ever are driving runaway cars at top speed, sort of doing arms deals in the alleys of Greenwich Village. Yes. Or selling drugs on rooftops. And then occasionally we're having a cloaking device that hides a whole hunter operation stealing rocket launcher. I feel like the cloaking technology, we could use it for something else. I, I, I don't know. I, we got to mix it up. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you taken a look at my plan to run numbers? Yeah, I see. I see. Run so numbers, you know, like the old days, like, you know. Illegal craps games and stuff like that. Mm. I got it. An illegal craps game hidden by cloaking technology. And it's on the top of the One World Trade Center. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. Top of Freedom Tower, cloaking, hold, uh, shielding an illegal craps game. Be careful because it does have a slanted roof. Oh, I know. We'll be able so, to make it work up there. I'm just gonna spread the word that there's an illegal craps game in the top of Freedom Plaza with the cloaking device. People love card games, okay? They can't get enough. Yes, my evil plan is coming into effect. They'll be forced to publish me. Who are you talking to? Me. Who are you talking to? Uh, you talking to? Oh, this pumpkin. <laughs> you are. Yes. <laughs> This pumpkin with a smiley face upon it. You, you were talking to it? Yes. He's my friend. Um, <laughs> All right, Mr. Hobgoblin. I just want to say I really love working here. Really? Yeah. I've worked for a lot of supervillains, and you're the, you're the best one to work for. Okay. Can you dish? Who is the worst? Okay. I don't want to. Silver Sable. Really? No sense of humor. Yeah. It's never her fault. She doesn't change clothes, and they get a little ripe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. I'm. Gross. We're doing laundry here every day. You've got a strict regimen. I almost think too much, but I'd rather have it be too much than not enough. You know, my robe started green, and it washed off. That's why they're orange now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so you really looked identical to Green Goblin when you started. Yeah, so when Spider-Man just leaves us on a web here, you just kind of got to sit, right? Oh, yeah, we're just stuck on a web. <laughs> yeah. Right. When we're a, done. You're asking that... me? <laughs> Cut to a graveyard. <clears throat> huh. Aunt May, it's been five years since 
since you left us and um i miss you uh, how does this fucking selfie it, it button work it won't work how am i gonna do a peace sign in front of her grave what the hell hey excuse me yeah 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 hey do you know are you good with phones i'm great with them okay so it hey, won't yeah. Can I help you in one second, though? Because I'm visiting the grave of my dead grandfather, and I am having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of Jessica on my mind. Little bit of Monica over time. A little uh, bit. Lou Baker, nice. <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm trying to have a blast on my uh, dead aunt's grave, but like sure. the the, uh, the, uh, the selfie button won't work. The camera just won't oh. like turn around. So I'm just like, if, if you could help, I just like, I'm, I'm usually me, better me, at this. Let me see your phone here. Sure. Hmm, I don't see a selfie. I see orbital. What else do I see? I see one to remove you from the photo. <laughs> right. It's just the setting. Oh, here's one that just changes your clothes in the lens. That's interesting. <laughs> Look, I can change all of your outfits. That's pretty fun. Uh, that's well. That's here's sort of not the funny thing that I'm going for. Here's but. one where you're naked with your just your underwear. That's weird. Oh, here's one where you're dressed as Wolverine for some reason. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Eat. Uh Oh, uh, Peter Parker. It's me, Miles. Oh, Mor Morales. <laughs> hey, Miles. Oh, you guys don't know each other. Uh, not well. In uh, not well. Do we know each other as normal people? Uh, good to see you again. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help but overhear your conversation with the stranger taking photos of you and taking your clothes off in them. <laughs> I was wondering if you could take a picture of me, too. I'm standing over here at my dad Jefferson Davis's grave. Are you asking me to take your picture? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sort of angled in the right way in the background. I can do double piece slides in the back of your photo of peter so i'll take a photo of peter but you'll be in the background doing a double peace sign yeah and maybe one where i do some bunny ears on his head and because i'm doing the peace sign it's pretty easy to do bunny ears at the same time okay let me look in the camera here all right you're doing peace signs i guess i'll just <laughs> drag you over to peter here in the lens you're doing oh, this is Oh, this is really funny. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, can you add a sticker that says coming? Let me see. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. So it just says coming. And then it's the two of you throwing peace sign. Okay, ready? One, two. Oh, what filter do you want? Sepia? Uh, uh, Self-portrait. Self-portrait. Just yeah, do self portrait. get in there, dude. <laughs> What's that? Get in there, dude. You see <laughs> the picture. Something. The picture's taken. It's just of Will. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. This is the Danacast. Spider-Man were uh, filmed having a wonderful encounter in the graveyard today. Everyone had a blast. For more updates, listen to our next episode where we'll be talking about peeing on Aunt May's grave. <laughs> This is J. Jonah Jameson's podcast, Just the Facts. News is that the Spider-Men have become pee fetishists. And that's not <laughs> the problem, but they're using other people's pee. Now, if I was a pee fetishist, I'd use my own urine. There's no way I'd fetishize somebody else's pee. My pee's good enough for me, and everyone should be happy with their own pee. Hi, this is a sh this is Tyler from the Schnipple Cast. Um, uh, people keep hopping the 
keep people keep hopping the turnstile and I keep calling them out. That's right. I've gone rogue. This is Mary Jane Watson, and I've been copyright striked for naming my podcast The New Normal after an ABC show of a similar name. Cut to a, a nearby bar. Excuse me. Um, is your name Nick? Yeah. This is embarrassing, but um, I think you created me. I'm a I'm a hot half orc. Uh uh uh, hack. That's me. <laughs> I never thought I'd meet you like this. No one knows me like you. You know my abilities. You know my saving throws. You yeah. know my armor class. One. You know everything about me. Would you be my wingman as I pick up every man and woman in this bar? Oh, everyone except me? Not you. Oh. I can never you, Nick. You're my creator. Okay. Yeah. Um, that be that that would be that 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 would be infernal. That would be evil. Can I get you to something? Yes. I'll have um a glass of aphrodisiac. <laughs> and Nick, what are you gonna have? I'll have um I'll have a G and T, gin and tonic. Are you paying? I'll pay. I got two platinum pieces and one gold piece right here. Nice. It's almost like we're together. Well, we're not at all. We're just platonic friends, and you're going to help me get with almost anybody else here in this in this room. <laughs> okay, one aphrodisiac and one you. G and T. But can I say you are looking stunning today, ma'am? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, I'm a. Uh, uh, it's, it's okay. It's a tough question. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry, I'm. Uh, 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 I don't usually do I, this. I I'm just a little embarrassed. It's it's Gus. Gus, and uh, your bartender, full time. Uh, a part time. Uh, I'm I'm actually a reporter in my uh, off reporter. hours. <laughs> wow, you must have some great stories of people you've seen. Yeah, yeah. I guess I have. Would you like to come back to, would you like to, come back to my apartment and move in with me for four days? Uh, um. Uh. Are you sorry? Are you with this guy? No, no. This oh. is my platonic friend. We don't even have an iota of sexual energy. Then the answer is absolutely yes. Mick, can we stay at your place? Are you want to stay at my place for four days with this stranger you just met who yes. didn't even know his name? Nick, you trust me. You made me. Uh, I guess you would make a constitution saving throw around here to determine if this was a bad idea. We cut to Nick's apartment, which is right at the very top floor of the Freedom Tower. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a long elevator. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I am exhausted. I am beat. I don't have to I was hoping we could fool around, but frankly, I, I need a mental break. You wanna watch something on TV, get something to drink? Let's see what Nick has here. Hmm. God, there's nothing in here. <laughs> do you want? Do you want a warm Pamplemousse Lacroix? Uh, f frankly, I, I mean, it's not my favorite flavor. It's just that and mustard. Yeah, just that and mustard. I'll have the mustard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep it down down there. We're trying to play a game. See, cards are just fl falling past the window. <laughs> Oh, dude, Ugh, you dropped I, the cards again. I hate cards. They're so boring. I won't even engage with them. Anything with cards is stupid, and I'm right. <laughs> I agree. 
Yeah. Anybody who I doesn't matter how good an activity you're doing with the cards. If it's cards, no thank you. Oh, this is this is this is getting me hot and heavy. Fred, somebody me? once gave me a business card that was good for a free Tesla. But I was like, on a card? No, thank you. And I put it in a pile of poop and I mailed it to somebody I hate. <laughs> That's the hottest thing I've ever heard. Well, cards me. are so I'm sorry stupid. To, I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation about cards. I just came to retrieve a magical artifact for the Sanctum Santorum that was left here by Nick Costanza. Oh, Wong. You're Wong, the, the, the Sorcerer Supreme and associate of Doctor Strange. That's right. Well, half of it's right. I am Wong, but I work for the Doctor. Oh, so sorry. Yes, of course. That's why I have this lovely British accent. <laughs> it's very unspecific. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you want, <laughs> so you want, you're looking for an artifact that Nick Costanza has here? Uh, let's go through his things. Okay. Come on, Gus. Let's go into Nick's bedroom. <laughs> what you think. We're just going to look for an, an artifact. Hmm. Seeing lots of socks. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. What the? Sorry. Is this a pumpkin? Well, it's a uh, pumpkin shape, but it's just small enough to hold in a, your hand, like a like a small little bomb or something. Sorry. Uh, I'm a reporter. I um, I have to jot this down. You, yeah. I wonder if this has anything to do with the Green Goblin, the most fearsome villain who's ever been in New York City. <laughs> I took Gus in the subway. So you told him it was the Green Goblin? <laughs> it was the I'm Green sorry! Goblin. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude! I never get any credit. Tyler, you're on the subway too? It's me, J. Jonah Jameson. I'm riding the subway just like an everyman. Sure, somebody with my wealth and success could have a town car pick me up, but I'm a New Yorker, and I ride the subway. <laughs> Great story on the Green Goblin, how terrific a villain he is and how people should think of only him. What a great angle on that story. Look at it. all here across the front page of the Daily Bugle. The, 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 thank you, Mr. Jameson. It's, it's a complete honor. Well, you're damn right it is. And that's why I'm giving you the full rate of $20 for this story. Don't spend it all in one place. Don't try to buy a TikTok or whatever it is you young kids do. Thank you, Mr. Jameson. I won't. It, hands, hands up the $20 bill. There you go. <laughs> Flies out the window. Oh, that's on you. I'm not paying for that again. Hey, <laughs> give me some more story ideas. Or if you get any good photos, I might run them in Now Magazine, the sister <laughs> publication of the Daily Bugle. Sure. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping my pants up with this shoelace. Will Hines, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I I, I love talking Spider-Man. It's always fun. Uh, you're uh, so knowledgeable about the source material. I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to plug today? Uh, here's the. I want to plug my Instagram, Willie B Hines, because that, that's where I plug everything. So, if you're interested in Will Hines projects, go to Willie B Hines on Instagram, and that's where I plug all the stuff I'm doing. Heck yeah. You can follow me on X at Nick underscore Costanza and at Nick Costanza on all other socials. You can follow this podcast at Reactivators on Instagram and X. And as a reminder, you can always rate us five stars on iTunes. Tyler? 
Yeah, Schnup69 across all platforms. Um, and uh, follow the Patreon we're a part of. Super NPC Radio. A bunch of good shows over there. Uh, that's it. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time.